Hey, Midlife Fulfilled Podcast listeners. This is Jimmy the MC Kim, host of the Remix My Fitness Podcast, where I help people in their 40s and beyond to lose weight, get strong, and be the fittest and healthiest that they have ever been. With episodes like number 96, where I speak with Dr. Gill on how to get the most out of your next physical exam, and with guided audio workouts to keep you moving anywhere you are. So swing on by and give the Remix My Fitness Podcast a listen. And now to your regularly scheduled podcast, The Midlife Fulfilled, with your host, Bernie Borges. Midlife is the best season of our lives. But often, many of us lack fulfillment in some area of our midlife. It doesn't have to be that way. This podcast is a resource for midlifers to discover ways to find fulfillment in whatever area of life you need it. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Join me on the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, a journey to make midlife the most fulfilling season of your life. Hello, midlifers. It's great to be back in your ears once again. Hey, am I the only one that calls you a midlifer? Does that bother you? Seriously, does Being called a midlifer, now albeit this is privately me to you right now, I'm in your ears only, but does it bother you? Well, if it does, go back and listen to episode one where I clarify exactly what is meant by being in midlife. I think that'll help you a lot. Hey, I have another question for you. Who do you know that might enjoy listening to the Midlife Fulfilled podcast? If you can think of one person, just one person right now, Go ahead and pause the playback of this episode and forward it to that person right now. I'm on a mission to reach as many midlifers as possible, to offer them inspiration, and to help them find just the right level of fulfillment that each of us deserves. So go ahead, pause this episode right now and forward it to them. Then come back and meet Diego. On this episode, Diego shares why he needed to reinvent himself and how he went about doing it. So here's my conversation with Diego Pineda. Welcome, Diego. Hey, Bernie. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm looking forward to our conversation and your BF to AF story. Uh, You know that I always like to start the conversation before we get into it to just identify which age bracket are you in from all the different age brackets that I'm tracking? In the 35 to 44. 35 to 44. Fantastic. Thank you. So um, I know what you're prepared to discuss is something about balance in your life. So why don't you go ahead and get us started? Let's start with your BF, your before fulfillment and how that aspect of your life? So I would say my life, the BF life, was trying to achieve fulfillment through my career, through my profession, and just focused on, you know, on the title, on the recognition, on being in leadership. And that had an effect on my mental health. That had an effect on my physical health. And then I had an effect on my relationships, especially with my my marriage. So that created an imbalance in my life that uh, really took me to a place where my finances 
were affected. My love life was affected and every area of my life was affected. So I was in, in, in even in having depression, panic, panic attacks and mm. stuff like that. Okay. Just because it was an imbalance in my life. I was looking for that fulfillment in just one area and everything else suffered. Well, first of all, I think a lot of people, whether they admit it or not, have dealt with that and perhaps in some cases still deal with that. How, how long were you dealing with that? I would say about uh, six months to a year. Okay, the so- panic attacks were a, a couple of months uh, when I got to that point, but I would say the BIA was 40, uh, 40 years, like four decades of, of me trying to do that thing and then just realizing, hey, something needs to change. Okay. So the six months to a year was the panic attacks, but the actual season of your life where you were really focused on your career was, you say, decades. Yes. Yeah. Decades. Yeah. So you started at a very young age, really having that sort of focus on career. Right. So let's say from college up to, uh, I don't know, let's say, yeah, a couple of decades just to working through through my career and so, trying to get there. So when did you decide to do something about it? I decided to do something about it when I realized that what I had, the story I had told myself and I had uh, allowed myself to believe that that was the important thing was a lie. That I was I was 40 years old and I looked at my life and I, I said, this is the life I really want for myself. I looked at my marriage. I looked at my finances. I looked at my mental health. And I said, this is not what I want. Uh, what I believed, what I tried to do for my life has not brought the results that I want. So I need to change. And, and the moment that uh, you're confronted with, okay, is it your career or your family? You have to decide, right? So I was at a point when, uh, actually, my wife said, so is it us or is it uh, your career? Mm. And I had to decide. Mm. Okay. Now, a little more context. Uh, I know you've moved around quite a bit. So why don't you add some of that color commentary as well to give us a little more context on that part of your life? So, yes. Yeah, so we're originally from Colombia, my wife and I. And when we got married, we moved to the States. We lived in Texas for a while, for a few years. Then we moved to Canada. I lived in different cities. Uh, then we went back to Colombia. Now we're back in Canada. So we moved a lot. But I would say the part of the, I don't, I don't know, the journey was I was moving a lot. I was moving my family, just uh, pursuing or chasing this dream of fulfillment in my mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Especially the move back to Colombia when we were already in Canada. Right. And that affected, of course, uh, my family, right? Moving them from country to country while I was pursuing my dreams. That's, that, that brought ha- uh, havoc to my, to my family. Okay. So when you decided to do something about it, what did you do? So it, this was an interesting thing. So I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and we're just looking for solutions. And then some friends... Uh, told us, hey, you know, we're planning to attend this uh, meeting in Dallas. It's an event with Tony Robbins. And they say it's pretty good. So 
uh, you, you guys want to go? And I was almost broke, but I put everything on my credit card and said, and I said, did you, you know to who go. Tony Robbins was? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew who he was, okay. but, uh, but I hadn't been to any of these events. Okay. And I had not read his books yet, but, uh, I, I said, if he's helped so many people, this has to, to be something. And I said, we have to do something about it. I don't know what else to do. So let's go. Okay. My friends didn't end up going. Really? But my wife and I went to the to the event in Dallas. And uh, it was life-changing, especially because there was this moment where Tony said, you know, there are six basic needs every human being has. And I was identifying myself with what he was saying. And I realized my values were uh, significance, but those those values and that value of significance, it's what brought all the results in my life that I didn't like. And he said, okay, what are the, of the other values do you want to have in your life? And one of those values was love and connection. And I said, that's what I want. I want love and connection to be the primary value and motivation in my life. And that's when things this, uh, started to change. And I said, okay, I'm going to forget about my career. I'm going to focus on my family. And we're just going to start from, uh, from, from scratch, right? And, and do it all over again. And what that, ha- what that meant was that once I was able to restore that and made the decision, then I realized, okay, there are many areas in my life that need to be, be balanced. So, okay, let's start restoring our finances. So let's get rid of that save money, get a new job, right? And so my idea from there was, okay, we need to bring balance to our life and start working. So we identified about 12, 13 areas of our lives that needed to change. And my purpose wasn't to just excel on one, but to bring all of those to a level that we could say, hey, we have a balanced life. Okay. So very impressive. Um, there's an area that I want to explore with you, Diego, and you know that we didn't rehearse this conversation. You don't know what questions I'm going to ask you. So I know that you're an author, excuse me. I know that you're an author back. You're a multi time author. I don't even know how many books you've written more than I can count. And writing a book uh, is a big endeavor and you also have a full-time job. So how have you maintained a balanced life? while working a full-time job and writing as many books as you have. And I know when we're recording this conversation in April, 2022, you just recently published your last book. How do you do that? Well, it's, it's part of, yeah, it's a question I get a lot. Like, uh, how do you write so many books? And I, uh, my joke is that I use the button method. I just put my butt on the chair and write. Uh, that's what authors do. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's part of the balance, you know, it's like, I'm passionate about writing. Like I wrote my first novel when I was in high school, like in ninth grade, I started writing my first novel and I've written many books, yeah, about 15 books. And that's something just, I love to do. And it doesn't matter if I'm working full-time or part-time or uh, I'm a transition. I mean, I would write in the evenings. I I would write uh, early in the morning. Uh, I would write on my phone before going to bed. Because that's something I'm passionate about. And, and I find balance in that, you know. You just find time to do 
whatever you're driven to do and whatever you're passionate for. Okay. Well, while we're on this topic, because I'm going to change topics, what's the name of your, your latest book? It's called The Solo Thought Leader, From Solopreneur to Go to Expert in Seven Steps. And basically, it connects two of my passions, which are, which are business and writing. And I decided, okay, uh, I work with, uh, in a past life, I worked as a business consultant for uh, small business owners. And now I'm a B2B marketed in, in my full-time job. And just looking at marketing, looking at what big companies do and what small business need, I decided what, you know, what small business owners need is entrepreneurs need it's to become thought leaders. And it's not just competing by the rules of big marketing budgets and paid advertising, but just developing thought leadership. And this is what the book is all about. Okay. A solo thought leader. Thank you. So you consider yourself in an AF season now, right? You're, you're in a fulfillment season. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So what is that like in comparison to your BF season? You know, um, I can say that this is the best uh, time or season of my life right now. And I wouldn't say it's perfect, but out of all the areas that I, we identify, I would say that most of them are, are over 90%. And just because there's a level of maturity and patience to work on every single thing. And it's different because there's peace, there's um, communication. I, I would say that something that lacked in my life was communication with my, my loved ones, just because I was mm -hmm. so imbalanced. And there's also a, a sense of purpose, like every day, mm. you know. I know my purpose is to love and to be loved. And mm. I just live that out every day. That's awesome. Does it, does your B, BF to AF sort of transformation, does that give you a heightened awareness? Do you see when other people that you're engaging with that they may be in some BF season, even though they may not frame it that way, or you may not frame it that way, but do you recognize that in other people? Yeah, of course. And especially uh, young people okay. um, when they're so, you know, the hustle culture yeah, and all these things we, we see on social media and the internet and people are just so focused on, on making money and uh, traveling and seeing the world. And, you know, there's, there's a beauty to committing to something, to committing to a relationship, to committing to a career or a business. Uh, and many people today are just, oh, no, we need to try out, try different things and, and do all this. But you see that they're just seeking fulfillment and it's not there. Hmm. Okay. And have you counseled people within your life using your own story as an example? Have you done that? What do you mean, counsel? Counsel meaning, you know, giving people advice or, or you know, Maybe someone that you, is a loved one of yours, okay. whether or not their immediate family, but you recognize that they might be going through this imbalance, right? And lacking fulfillment. Have you essentially, I don't want to say confronted because it sounds aggressive, but just really spoken to them about it and shared your story? Right. So um, I'm the kind of person who believes, especially because of my background, that uh, 
I won't offer unsolicited advice. Okay. So, but I have had people ask me, uh, you know, what do you think about this? And if they ask me, I feel like, okay, they're giving me permission to express my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, I would tell them, you know, this is what I think this, I think you're waiting for something miraculous to happen in your life, but it's already in front of you. Right. So I had a few cases where, you know, a couple of guys uh, are trying to find like the perfect woman and, but they already have someone in their lives, but Mm -hmm. they're not committing to them because they're worried that they're going to miss out on somebody they haven't met yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting how the mind works that way. Yeah. It's interesting. You say Diego, that you don't give unsolicited advice. I don't know if it's my personality or if that, if I'm a couple of decades older than you, um, I will give unsolicited advice. It has to be the right circumstance. I don't just walk up to someone, you know, without putting some thought into it. But if I see a situation or I think uh, this person needs to hear it, I will pick the timing. I'll be as, as compassionate as I can possibly be you know, and as polite as I can possibly be, but also honest and just say, Hey, let me tell you something I'm observing here. And it's not something I do often, Diego, but I will tell you that when I do it, I I haven't had anybody respond negatively or aggressively and and just, just the opposite, just like thankful for essentially having the courage, if you will, to speak to them about it. So it's just an interesting difference. And I'm not suggesting you do it because I, I say all the time, you be you. I'll be me. You be you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I would say it's part of, part of, part of it is just uh, because part of uh, what I did in the past for some years, I, I, was, I was a minister, right? So I would counsel a lot of people and try to fix things and trying to change people. Yeah. And I realized, you know, you cannot help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. Right. So uh, I had many experiences where I would just do that and just come and say, hey, this is what I think you should do. And people would react in different ways. So from my experience, I decided, okay, I'm just, if they don't ask, I won't say anything. Yeah. So as I said before, you don't know what questions I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you the following question, which might be a little personal. You can answer or not answer, totally up to you. And that is, is there an area of your life right now that you still feel is imbalanced that you, you need to address? I don't think it's imbalanced. I think there are areas that can be improved. So um, I'm working on them, right? So uh, I'm working every day on my fitness. I'm working every day, even in, on my career uh, as a writer, right? Uh, sometimes I would want it to be, you know, full time, but, uh, I still, I still like to do my full day job, my day job, right? So some, some things that I want to work on, but I wouldn't say there's something that's really lacking. Or right. It's bad. Right. No, that's fair. That's fair. And of course you remind me and, and I, I'm often reminded of this, what I discussed back on episode three, which is the Pareto principle, which is the 80, 20 rule. And kind of the net takeaway from that episode is that the 80-20 rule is in play all around us, including in our life. So Mm -hmm. very few of us have 100% 
fulfillment in every area of our life. And to your point, there are things that you say you can improve upon. So, yep, I get it. I get it. Diego, any closing thoughts in this whole conversation around how you, you, you recognized that you were imbalanced, you made the commitment because you needed to prioritize your family, and now you have that balance in your AF. Any closing thoughts or advice? Of course, yes. Yeah. So I think if, if you feel that there's no fulfillment in your life, uh, maybe it's time to reinvent yourself. And just uh, maybe what I did is, you know, ask if the beliefs and the behaviors we had so far, are they helping you? Because you can decide what you believe. You can decide what story you, you tell yourself. And based on that story, just take action. And I think you can approach a holistic uh, way of reinventing yourself, not just one area, but look at all areas of your life and, and work on it. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. And we have so many different dimensions to our life. So, and it's, it's so common that we might feel unfulfilled in one area, which is only one area, but it can still drag us down. And so just recognizing that and to your point, then just work on it, you know, and if that yeah. means reinventing yourself, then reinvent yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, that's, I would say that's the unsolicited advice I'm going to give. There you go. We got it from you. We got some unsolicited <laughs> advice from Diego. Well, Diego, I just want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. Uh, I love your story. I love uh, watching you uh, succeed and, and certainly watching you have that balanced life. I can see the happiness when I look at your pictures on Instagram with you and your family. I can see it. It's very, very evident. Thank you, Bernie. It was a pleasure to, to tell my story and also to see how passionate you are about this topic and, and listening to your podcast. I've listened to your other podcasts that you have about marketing before, and I would say you sound more passionate about this one. Okay. Well then, then that's good. That's a good thing. I'm glad it shows. Thank you, Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my takeaway from my conversation with Diego is kind of multifaceted, but it does boil down to one thing. But to really, to get to that one thing, I want to just kind of summarize my thoughts on what really takes me to that one thing. And, and it's how Diego shared that he was so out of balance in his life that he was having panic attacks even before he was 40 years old. He was so focused on his, his career and he came to realize that he needed to prioritize his family in order to rebalance. And he decided to do something about it when he realized that those relationships that mattered most to him were not healthy. But here's the thing. He didn't know what to do about it. And he admits that. So when he and his wife attended a Tony Robbins event, it was life-changing for him. He encountered a moment where he realized that his values were completely out of whack. Tony Robbins listed six values and Diego really embraced one of those values as the one that he needed the most. And that is the value of love and connection. So he decided to focus on his family first. And from that point forward, he was able to really balance the other values. This revelation gave him an awareness that he needed to reinvent himself with a family first focus. And now his current AF season is the best season of his life. You know, he admits it's not perfect. And I mean, let's face it, will it ever be perfect? But He's got the patience and the maturity to work on things that he needs to work on 
with his family. Most of all, and he really sums it up when he says he has a sense of purpose, and that is to love and to be loved. He knows his purpose, and that is awesome. Hey, on next week's episode, you are going to meet Pat. His story is very emotional. He lost his wife to a debilitating disease. You're going to hear how his loss is impacting him in the current season of his life. Hey, are you subscribed to receive each podcast episode delivered to your inbox every Monday afternoon? Get subscribed at midlifefulfilled.com. And when you do, you're going to receive the 2022 Midlife Fulfilled Survey Report with hundreds of anonymous respondents with answers to questions about what's important in midlife. So if you think that you're alone with your midlife questions, you're not. Get subscribed at midlifefulfilled.com and you'll receive the 2022 Midlife Fulfilled Survey Report. Until next time, midlifers, I want you to stay fulfilled, even if it's only 80%. Now stay tuned for this closing message. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. I hope you got some insights, ideas, or inspiration from this episode. Be sure to press the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes. If you have midlife friends, and I bet you do, please share this podcast with them. And if you rate or review this podcast in Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify, you'll help others discover it. If you need counseling or any other professional assistance in your midlife journey, I urge you to get it. This is Bernie Borges, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. And remember, midlife can be the most fulfilling season of your life. This podcast is a Laser Marketing Inc. production.